This is the Spirit Duels Podcast. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Spirit Duels Podcast, where we are going to be talking about the development of the game since the beginning. If you joined us last week, you would have heard us go on about the damage roll and some of the evolutions that came within the classes that were within that, as well as the stats on cards and how they came to be, as you will see today in the game. And this week, we will be focusing on the support role and the evolution of the classes within that. And of course, I have with me to have this discussion, the creator of the game, Daniel. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man. What's up? So, support. Uh, I think I've been pretty vocal that this is my least favorite role that I have come to appreciate. Uh, it's not as flashy as some of the other roles, but it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it provides... I want to call it like it fills in the cracks within yeah. a strategy, the support role. Like it's it's mm-hmm. not it's not doing anything, you know, it's it's you know, in sports you have the offensive side, then you have the defensive side, and the defensive mm-hmm. side doesn't get as much as the glory as the offense, but they're yeah. so integral to having a winning game plan. That's what yeah. I feel like support is. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and I think I've I've said this before, but support may be my favorite role. Um, I know so far wind has been my favorite class and, um, and they are support class. So yeah, it's hard to have favorites, (laughs) but, um, when you're, when you're the parent of all your kids, who do you really choose as your favorite, right? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. So what did support look like when you originally like started hashing out the game? Yeah. So if we look back at, you know, the very beginning, we talked last week that there there wasn't really specific roles. You know, there wasn't like three defined archetypes. Um, so like in the very early stages, you know, when was it specifically like support? Um, but earth and nature always, they were closer to a support archetype. So at the very beginning, um, Earth assigned like armor tokens to spirits, which is what they still do today. Um, okay. So, like fire and like water, Earth hasn't really changed from the beginning. They they may have been tweaked and and you know um, improved, but the you know their basic function has basically been the same, um, which has always been assigning armor tokens to spirits. Um, well, I shouldn't say armor tokens because it, it has been, you know, what the application or the, the practicality of the armor has been different. So very early on, there was, you know, we talked last week how there wasn't a magic stat. So there wasn't really like numerical values uh, that were associated with these class abilities. Right. So early on, instead of armor tokens, there was like an, a status card that was armored, similar to like the burning status card that we talked about. Um, and this was before episode. my time, like before I was in the game. Yep. I came in, I think, when tokens were a thing. Yep, yep. Yeah, before your time. <laughs> yeah. Before um, my time. <laughs> yep. There, there was an armor status token, and the way that worked was... 
whenever a spirit would receive damage, if they had an armor status card, the damage that they would receive would be applied to that armor status card instead of their spirit card. And right. it would stack up, and then eventually, if enough damage got on that armor card, it would be discarded a- along with the damage on it. So uh, okay. it's basically the same. You know, it ignored damage. But, uh, you know, once we introduced that uh, a magic stat and abilities would start scaling, you know, with a numerical value, you mm-hmm. know, we we did armor tokens. And so, obviously, that ended up being much more clean. But all that to say, you know, Earth hasn't really changed in what their general functionality is, which was help their allies ignore damage. Yeah, I mean, I I do like the Earth class ability. I think it's it has a very strong utility in a lot of different ways. Uh, being able to prevent future damage and mm-hmm. just armoring up and, and getting to stack that. And if you get the the right magic rolls, it's it's so crucial to certain strategies and creating the longevity of a spirit being able to even last not even like another round, but just being able to al- allow it to be a part of another action phase mm-hmm. and That's getting right. to yep. utilize the dice before you just obliterate it like that one extra action phase can mean all the difference between like defeat and victory so it's it's so incredibly useful in that regard because i don't think i've done the strategy yet of doubling down on support roles it's something i'd maybe like to try because i've I've done the doubling down on on control i think i've done doubling down on damage but i don't know if i've done it with support and i'm and i'm curious to see what that would look like with like a wind a wind with either, honestly, nature or earth. I feel like either or kind of pre- presents the same sort of opportunity, just in a different way. Yeah, you could double down. You could double down on support and go like nature, earth, and kind of go like for a roundabout mill uh, mm. approach. You know, where mm-hmm. you're not you're not directly milling cards off your opponent's deck, but you're outlasting them. And right, you're so making the war it where it's almost will work. yeah yeah exactly it's mm-hmm. almost impossible to for your opponent to defeat your spirits and so you're just outlasting them until they run out of cards. Um, mm-hmm. So you you talked about Earth, which is like I feel like a natural segue into nature because they are exactly kind of yeah one and the same in a way. Yep, yep. I was going to say the same thing. So, um, unlike Earth, nature has gone through many different revisions and and iterations um i think early on i think my first approach to nature was what they are now which is healing but um we've tried a lot of different things for nature there was cleanse if i remember that's when i came in yep there was cleanse cleanse, yeah i'm i'm trying to think of even before that what what they did before the magic stat came in the game but i, oh, okay. I can't re- i can't remember what it was before that but eventually once a magic stat came into the game there were again numerous iterations there was a cleanse um thing which basically there was a lot of there was a lot more status tokens in the game than there are now there were freeze tokens and uh burn tokens um shroud tokens all sorts of stuff 
And so nature's role was to get rid of status tokens. And then, you know, that was a little bit too situational. And I also didn't really like having that many status tokens in the game anyways. So I knew that wasn't really the right thing. Um, And so then we tried like a combination of healing and cleansing. So when you resolve a nature spirit's magic die, you could heal, which would be remove damage tokens, or you could cleanse, which would be remove status tokens. And that was fine. Um, Oh, go ahead. It's kind of funny that you say like it's so situational because when you're in that situation, you like are like, I wish I had nature right now. I I remember thinking that like so clearly so many times. Like there's moments when the fact that nature provided cleanse and it was the most aggressive way of dealing with just a ton of damage tokens or being like poisoned at the time like it was it was just so crucial for for saving your bucks i i remember there was one game you and i were playing where i think i was the one playing fire and i was really doubling down on the magic burn side of things and i think i yeah i played like an incinerate and so you had like i think this was before you also limited tokens that were allowed on a on spirit so there was like seven burn tokens (laughs) or something like that it was something silly where you're getting ko'd just off burn tokens yeah which again that's another evolution that happened in the game was uh the way that those tokens could stack because you Mm -hmm. could literally just go so heavy on magic and ko something with that which was honestly i enjoyed it but i get how this creates a more uh, longevity and a, a question and answer sort of situation which wasn't available in that iteration that's right yep And, um, yeah, so because status tokens are still in the game, cleanse is still in the game, but it's not called cleanse. There's just effects and abilities that allow you to get rid of unwanted status tokens. And that's usually found in nature. So even Mm. though that's not their class ability any longer, you can still find those types of effects within that class um so you know and that you know that makes it to where it is a situational thing but you can you can choose or draft those certain things like you know there's a spirit whose ability is specifically for uh getting rid of unwanted status tokens so you know if you see that your opponent is going for like a a heavy burn strategy or burn and poison or whatever you can grab that spirit um inside of nature but you know if you're not playing against a lot of status of tokens you can still grab nature and be just fine Mm -hmm. it has some nice like stats in terms of like i like nature because of the fact that there's some good it it lays credence to the money strategy if you want to go for money it has some really nice numbers in that regard yep. and then plus you get the bonus of healing and stuff like that and i think uh, like Todot has a pretty nice like effect when you activate i believe if i'm not mistaken yeah he really helps. he steals essence is what he does now um yeah so it's, it's pretty I'm, it's pretty solid so i'm 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 really enjoying where it's come along and getting to uh, see the evolution myself yeah yep and there was one more really uh big version or iteration of nature that we tried which was drawing cards and um that Mm. was basically the last thing we tried before what we landed on to be final which is you know healing um but drawing cards was 
Um, I liked it. I, I thought it was really fun. Um, but there were, I don't know, it, it's kind of hard to put into words. It just didn't really feel right. Um, normally what drawing cards did for a player was just give them more options to re-roll their dice, which um, in theory is fine for a support class to do. You know, you want your, your support classes, they want to give you options to control your dice rolls. Um, but just drawing tons of cards so that you can discard those cards to re-roll your dice didn't really feel like a um, just like a solid approach to that strategy. Um, totally. I mean, it and, also doesn't help in a situation where you automatically are refilling your hand at the end of exactly. A round anyways, it's I could understand if you like only drawing one card, so it made resource that that you know those hand size resource much more mm -hmm. of a thing where you have less to use the next round that I could see being much more impactful and meaningful. But when you're automatically drawing up, it could put you in a situation where you're not. Or once mill becomes a thing, you're actually kind of self-milling in a way, and then it makes it even yeah. less sort of uh, advantageous to take that approach. That's right. That's right. Yep. And and so just like the, um, you know, the cleanse effect, you know, getting rid of status tokens, uh, you know, drawing cards, you know, cards that have that effect or spirits that give you, you know, uh, that allow you to draw extra cards within a round, those things still exist. And you'll normally find those types of effects, drawing cards inside the nature class or on nature spirits. Um, it's just not their class ability any longer, which now their class ability is healing. And um, that has just felt the best. Um, it's you know, for me, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but, you know, if I'm playing, if I'm trying to defeat your spirits, if that's my win condition that I'm going after is damage and you're playing a nature spirit, that's going to be my first target because, you know, I'm I'm not just going to keep pumping damage into your spirits and allow you to heal, heal them. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so, um, and what I love about that so much, um, is, you know, it really just creates another um, viable first target other than whoever's just dealing the most damage or milling the most cards. Um, right. So, you know, I that's one thing that, you know, you know, using like Star Wars Destiny as an example, one thing I admired and enjoyed so much about Destiny was when you sat down at the table, you had to look across the table at your opponent's team and decide who you were going to target first. You know, which one of your opponent's characters were you going to target to take down first? And I really wanted to recreate that in Spirit Duels as something uh, that offered a lot of deep strategy. You know, which one of my spirits are you going to take out first? And if right. the answer is always, well, I'm just going to take out whoever deals the most damage first, then, the, you know, there's not really a lot of player agency there. And so, no. you know, that's one thing that nature spirits really challenge your opponent with is, are you going to take out my damage dealer or are you going to take out my healer? And for me, the right answer is healer, but, you know, that's ultimately up to the player. I mean, totally. And then if you put the fact that it can generate a ton of essence as well and just be that money exactly. resource on top of it, it makes it even more advantageous to get rid of that because it's going to 
like the longevity of the game is going to be hindered for that player by losing such a crucial spirit within the lineup. I mean, you could even like just like aside from that, you could choose whoever's creating the most resources, whether that's like life extension. Yep. Yep. money like whoever's and if they're checking more than one of those boxes like that's something mm-hmm. you should definitely be considering as one of your prime targets absolutely now we haven't talked about your favorite support class yet which is yep. wind yep so so what what is it about wind that's changed because i i feel like wind hasn't changed a ton on the surface mm-hmm. because i think you kind of you're pretty gung-ho about wind right from the get-go yep so wind, um, I think like one of the very first versions, like actually playable versions of spirit duels, um, wind was, again, there wasn't really defined archetypes back then, but in my mind, I was envisioning wind to be more of like a damage dealing thing. Um, and I don't know why I, I envisioned it it like that early on because you don't really think of wind as i guess causing physical harm to things but Mm -hmm. um over time you know as the archetypes the roles became a thing they they easily nestled into the support role and i think um you know there was a, a lot of different class abilities that they've gone through there was um flight or flying i can't remember exactly how uh what it was called I, it, I think it was called flying or something like that um and that you know if a spirit was flying it couldn't be targeted by um attack dice um okay which that was insanely problematic <laughs> yeah um and and then there was uh shroud which i really liked um the idea was that you know, your wind spirits were shrouding your allies in thick fog. And so it's like, you know, thematically, it's like you were making it hard for your opponent to see your spirits. And um, basically what that meant was your dice couldn't, you know, assert, if a, if a spirit was shrouded, its dice couldn't be messed with. It, they couldn't be removed or re-rolled by an opponent. Okay. Um and that was fun, but it was a little too problematic. Um, it, it just, you know, both of those abilities led to uh, too many, like what we called in playtesting lockouts, where there was just mm. nothing left to do um, when there should be things left to do. Um, a, right. a lot of times at the end of a round, there's nothing left to do and you just pass and go to the next round. But when you've got four or five cards in your hand, and a lot of dice on the table, you should have things to do. But if your right. opponent made it to where you can't attack, you can't remove their dice or anything like that, it's like, well, I've got all this stuff I can do, but I can't actually execute it. Totally. So, okay, yeah, that um, seems problematic. Yep. And so uh, Travis, which is one of our uh, big play testers throughout all of this, um, he... I don't know how to word it, but he kept uh, mentioning having like some kind of die side that allow you allowed you to fix your dice, similar to the way the focus side in Star Wars Destiny worked. And, um, okay. you know, 
early on, like we tried having, uh, we called it aid where, you know, you could, right. it's basically, yeah. it's basically how wins class ability works. Now you resolve, a, yeah, you resolve an aid side and then you turn any of your dice to side you want. And I didn't really like that. That was, you know, let me, let me clarify. That was generic. It wasn't something specific to win. Totally. It was, it was something on any, any die in the game had an aid side. And I did not like that because I wanted to stay true to the, the three symbol system, attack, essence, and magic. And I did not want to add more symbols than that. You know, I, I was really big on three stats totally. and three symbols. I remember so, that moment. Yeah, go ahead. It was, I, I actually disliked the aid side so much because yeah. it felt like a wasted roll because you, you have the roll and then you have to move the dice to the, what you want and then you have to resolve it again. Like it felt so clunky in terms of the, the amount of actions you had to mm -hmm. make it work. Yep. Where when you just have a bunch of magic and then you have wind as one of them, you're getting to do like more than one thing with those symbols that are available. It felt way more streamlined when you went to that that side of it. I remember like I don't think I ever used aid unless it was like, well, I don't really have anything else to do, so I might as well use it. It was like one of those yeah. things. It was an absolute last resort. It wasn't like I was gung ho to be able yeah. to actually get to utilize that that ability. And mm -hmm. since it went to wind, it just provided. Like, I mean, I haven't missed it since it's gone. I wasn't like, oh, I wish I had aid right now. I've never felt that way since you removed it. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, one reason why that focus or that aid side works in a game like Star Wars Destiny is because, it, you know, not every die in that game has a focus side. Um, right. But when we, when we put that, you know, aid side or that focus side, so to speak, on you know dice and spirit duels all of a sudden every single die you had on every single spirit on your team had one of these aid sides and what i found after a lot of testing was that you there was hardly ever a situation where a player did not end up getting their most optimal role um, mm. and, and you could basically like evolve up one spirit and then use your other spirits to just aid that, you know, your evolved spirit sides to the most optimal sides. And, um, you know, again, like I'm huge on player agency. I want players, you know, making their decisions and controlling their, you know, the outcomes of their dice and their cards as much as possible. But it is a dice game and so many of the cards in the game and abilities in the game, you know, offer you options to control that randomness that it, it felt like too much when every die in the game had this fix your dice side. And so plugging it into wind and giving it to wind as their unique class ability made it to where that mechanic, that mechanism is still in the game, but now all of a sudden it's part of a class. It's part of an archetype. And now it's, it's more about, you know, my draft and my team formation, you know, on, you know, do I want to pick the win class or a win spirit so that I can increase 
um, the optimization of my dice rolls, you know, increase the efficiency of my dice rolls. And now all of a sudden it's part of something, it's part of what the player builds and puts together instead of just being a part of the entire game. So it's the same mechanic, it's just the way we applied it inside of the game is what ultimately, you know, really created that, you know, light bulb moment. Like, this is how we get this to work. And uh, we called it lift, which um, I thought was really thematic. You know, it's like you're lifting up your dice and turning them to better sides. And um, yeah, I I love it. Wins my favorite class. Um, So yeah. (laughs) <laughs> makes me think of avatar the last airbender when every time yeah. like there's so many things in the art and everything that just yeah. give me like this this uh this avatar the last airbender moments which i'm, yeah. I'm all about i can't say that i have a favorite spirit but i really really love the topu line that's the wind monkeys mm-hmm. um, I, kn- and, I know you like the wind monkey like it's yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not exactly uh, a hidden thing i feel yeah. like when you uh, have conversations <laughs> with you yeah, that second stage, Nimboon, I just, something about that art, when Robert sent it to me, I was just like, man, this is so perfect. I love this so much. <laughs> it reminds awesome. me of Mo- Mojo Jojo a little bit, if you're familiar yeah. with old school Cartoon Network. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. Good old Powerpuff Girls. Yep, that's it. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, I think that wraps it up for the support side of development from where it was and where it is Mm -hmm. now as well as with some of the uh, the class abilities and their evolutions so next week you can tune in to our final episode in this series where we look at the control class and the evolutions of that which i think is probably maybe the most robust evolution out of all of them right yep yep oh yeah absolutely so that's going to be a meaty episode all right. Thanks, everyone. I uh, hope you've been enjoying this. Be sure to uh, follow us on the Discord so you can get all the updates and figure out when you can get behind the wheel of some of these decks and these spirits and get to experience spirit duels to its fullest. Have a good one. You've been listening to the Spirit Duels Podcast. To become part of this game, join us in our Discord. Link in the show notes.